Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Since uh, ESPN and ESPN.com's Andy Katz had nothing going on last night, not yeah, busy nothing. doing anything, we thought we'd uh, give him something to do this morning and invite him to join us on the Dennis and Callahan program. Our friend Andy Katz from ESPN and ESPN.com joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, Andy. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes after a busy night last night. Well, good morning. Of course, for my hometown, I can't uh, ignore. And uh, anytime you guys call, always here to help. And we appreciate it. I guess by virtue of winning the lottery, New Orleans wins the day with Anthony Davis. Did they enhance it even more with young Mr. Rivers at 10? Uh, they did. Uh, I mean, there was almost no way that New Orleans could mess this up. Uh, <laughs> obviously, with Anthony Davis, they're getting the best player in the draft, the player that uh, one likely will have the most impact immediately because he can on the defensive end. Uh, but also, uh, Austin Rivers, he may not be the best playmaker, although he still could be. Uh, I still think they got the two most recognizable names in this draft uh, and two players that I think can really grow together mm-hmm. and already have a strong relationship. Rivers comes in because of his father, already had a relationship with Monty Williams, head coach, Del Dems, the GM. And uh, as he told me on Wednesday, he's become very good friends with Anthony Davis. Uh, As I wrote for ESPN.com late last night, uh, this is not going to be, I'm not going to project that this is going to be a championship team in New Orleans like Oklahoma City. But it does mirror a little bit that they got fortunate the way Oklahoma City did by getting two of the best players in a particular draft uh, and getting it through the draft and having a veteran that you would assume will be healthy and could potentially be an all-star in Eric Gordon. Uh, much in the way Oklahoma City got fortunate by getting Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook ended up being much better than anyone projected, uh, and they took a little bit of a chance by taking him so high up, and obviously James Harden as well at the time, and then Serge Ibaka, uh, who they got, and they've got four cornerstones, and they were within a couple wins from winning the uh, NBA championship. But also last night, things fell right for them. Because once Deion Waiters went to Cleveland, that pushed up the other playmakers. And Damian Lillard was pushed up to Portland. Uh, Terrence Ross was the sort of curveball in the top ten going to Toronto uh, because one of the uh, guards in terms of Rivers could have gone to eight. Mm. So it all fit, once again, perfectly for them to get Austin Rivers at number ten. This is probably an unanswerable question, but the Hornets won 21 games last year. With their new blood in this new system, what do you think the number's going to be? I mean, is, is well, he, is he worth higher, but also a lot of that has to do with Eric Gordon's health. If sure. he's healthy, uh, and obviously he's on board, then um, I think they have an infusion of talent. And uh, it's obviously going to be a little bit more difficult any time that you're in the West. But uh, I do think that you've got a couple players who come in. I mean, the good thing about Rivers is that he can create his own shot, and you're going to need to do that uh, in that position in New Orleans. He's got unbelievable confidence. You know, uh, I've heard some of my colleagues and 
Others say that uh, it's a little bit too overconfident, but I think you need that kind of edge, mm. especially when you're going into the NBA at such a young age and with so little experience. He comes in very confident. He's been around the NBA his entire life, and so nothing is going to phase him uh, because of his upbringing. Andy, two guys fell precipitously on draft day because of physical questions. Jared Sullinger fell to the Celtics. Perry Jones III fell to Oklahoma City. Who do you think will have the bigger upside of those two? Well, Jared Sollinger is the one player that you can, of the two, that you know what you're going to get. Um, you know, yes, his back was red flagged out of Chicago, uh, and it did scare a couple of teams away. Uh, I still kind of question how high he would have gone had this not occurred. I think he would have gone higher, uh, maybe into the late lottery, into the mid-teens. But in this particular draft, based on the needs of the teams way up high, I don't think he was ever going to be a top five or top seven player. For the Celtics, I've been talking to Danny Ainge last night. Uh, I think they got a steal. I, I definitely do, because they're getting a player who's going to work as hard as anyone, who is probably... Uh, the best back-to-the-basket score in this draft. Now, whether he becomes, you know, whether he's a Sir Corliss Williamson uh, or someone like that that doesn't have a high ceiling, or does he become a player who uh, is going to reach his potential and be as good a star as he was in the NBA as he was in college? He's a two-time All-American. Uh, it remains to be seen, but I think Boston got a steal in Jared Sollinger falling all the way down to 21. And as the Celtics brass told me last night, he is a top 10 talent that fell to them. As for Perry Jones III, it's a little bit more questionable because there were times when he took some plays off, some games off. Uh, did have a knee issue, but I think the, the questions on Perry Jones III was more about you, you never knew what you are going to get with him out of Baylor. Baylor won at times in spite of him. Uh, for Oklahoma City, it was a good gamble because they don't need much. They were just in the NBA Finals, and so you're taking on a chance on a player who has the potential to be a top-five player but never really perform like that. So I think you know it was fine for them to take him at number 28, but uh, I think Solange is the player that you can get more out of in a shorter amount of time, and so I, I think Boston is, you know, came out a little bit ahead of that. Some of the pre-draft prognosticators said that because Danny had two picks in the first round, he could afford to take a chance on one of the two picks. Did he take a chance on both? Well, with Fat Mello, I mean, the only thing he's taking a chance on, I mean, you can't, the academic issue that he had at Syracuse is not going to be a factor in the NBA. So uh, the chance that he's taking on is that Fat Mello just has not played up to his potential uh, until recently at Syracuse. I mean, he was a non-factor earlier in his career at Syracuse. Uh, and this past season he had eligibility issues, so he didn't play the full season. But, you know, he has... The, the you know NBA draft word upside. Uh, he is a def more of a defensive presence than he is a scorer. Whereas Solinger is the opposite. Uh, because of his uh, playing a little bit more below the rim, he's not going to be a shot blocker by any means. But you're going to trust him more to score with his back to the basket. And the Celtics only have five players under contract. We'll wait and see if Kevin Garnett does return. Although Ainge has told me, as I'm sure as, as everyone else there in Boston, that he fully expects. Um, uh, Garnett to return. We'll have to wait and see for sure. Uh, but uh, so what they've done more than anything is they've shored up the front line. They still have Juwan Johnson, who's got a very important summer this summer uh, to see if he can be a contributor next season. So 
they've just added more depth to a position that they desperately needed. We're talking with uh, ESPN and ESPN.com's Andy Katz. And any of the three big guys that were available when the Celtics made their second choice yesterday, Mello, uh, Arnett Moultrie, and Festus Azili, did they get the right one? Did they get the best one, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, I, I would say they got the one with the, with the most potential. Mm-hmm. And Moultrie uh, is an older player, played at uh, UTEP and Mississippi State. Uh, you know, the character issue with him I don't think was that big a deal. Uh, so I, I think you could have gone either way with Mello or Moultrie. Uh, with Azili, uh, he was a player that I didn't think ever really reached his potential, and I'm not quite sure how high that is. Uh, he wasn't able to play a full season either because he had eligibility and injury situation this past season at Vanderbilt. Uh, I thought he was a very good college player. I'm not quite sure how good an NBA player he will be. So I would have made the decision between Moultrie and Mello, which is which is what I think they were deciding mm-hmm. between. And I think you could have gone either way on that one. Uh, no question that Michael Jordan and Charlotte uh, worked, as you say, tirelessly trying to deal that number two pick. And when a deal did not happen, uh, they chose Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Now, that made me scratch my head a little bit. Based on their offensive ineptitude, did they not choose a defensive-minded player, Andy? They did, but what they did choose is a winner. Uh, Kidd-Gilchrist, as he told, told me uh, throughout the, the NCAA tournament and the draft process, doesn't like to lose. And if you watched him play at Kentucky, when a play would break down, he would make his way to the basket in some form. didn't matter if mm-hmm. he was going to take contact. And so what they did was they added a player who will give them unbelievable energy, whether it's uh, the second hour of practice or the first possession or the third or the 30th of a game. And for Mike Dunlap, I think what they've done right now is they've added a player to his practice that he can count on will give him the effort that is needed on day one in October and on the last day in April. I am a complete sucker for these types of stories. But I love the drafting of Bernard James. I loved how it was re- received in the in the arena. I, I just loved everything about it last night. So did I. Uh, I would say, in uh, first of all, in the draft process, by far uh, the best story that uh, I've come across uh, was a pleasure to deal with when he was uh, at Florida State. Uh, he is 27 years old, but has only played the last four seasons in junior college, and then the last two at Florida State. Uh, served in Iraq, Kuwait, Qatar, and Qatar, and uh, he is a player that you know, at a different size, similar to Kid Gilchrist, where he will give unbelievable effort. He is chiseled. He is in phenomenal shape, and I really liked Dallas's draft for a team that um, you know was picking low, and they made the trade with Zeller, a player that. I thought he was a very good college player, obviously, and ACC Player of the Year, but I'm not quite sold on what he will be in the NBA. And, and look what Dallas got. They got a player in, in Bernard James who will deliver them uh, tremendous effort and give them some defense and rebounding. They got Jer- uh, Jared Cunningham late in the first, who I think could end up being one of the steals later in the first because he can play the combo. He's a phenomenal athlete. I think those in Dallas will really, really enjoy watching him. And then they got Jay Crowder, who was the Big East Player of the Year, like Bernard James, hard as any player in this draft and will really give Dallas a toughness uh, when he's on the court. Uh, Chris Joseph has not been spoken of very much here this morning as we've gone most of our times talking about Selinger and Mello. Will Joseph have any kind of impact in the NBA at all in your estimation, Andy? Uh, not sure. I mean, he's a player that obviously is going to have to really earn it. 
you know, it'll be interesting to see, not exactly the same position, obviously, as, as each one more, but each one more, the Celtics are going to have to wait and see what he delivers in this offseason. Right. Uh, obviously, they're going to have to wait and see, do they re-sign Petrus, um, you know, who's much more of a swing like Chris Joseph. Uh, so Chris Joseph, is, Chris Joseph is a player that's going to have to earn it as a second-round pick during summer league. He never really reached his potential during his senior season at Syracuse. Now, it was a team that was very balanced, but obviously leaned more on a six-man than Deion Waiters. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I like the pick, you know, all the way down to 51, but he's a player that uh, is really going to have to earn it at this point. Uh, Andy, 10 years from now, whose career will Anthony Davis's career look like? Uh, well, it's kind of lofty to obviously throw someone like uh, you know, Tim Duncan out there. Yep. He has the offensive potential of Tim Duncan, um, he has the defensive potential of being someone like Dikembe Mutombo. Um, you know, we'll see if he scratches the surface on either one of those. Right. He's obviously got to stay healthy. But um, what I love about him is he is just scratching the surface on his ability. He wasn't a player who was shepherded along in that AAU circuit and was, and was spoiled and enabled. He was a guard just two and a half years ago, so he has guard skills and is still developing his uh, low-post offensive game. He has instinctual habits as a shot blocker, and so he's got a great ability to really be a star in this league. Obviously, he's going to need to have that supporting cast. Now it's up to Dell Demps and the ownership there to make sure that they build around him enough to where that this franchise isn't mired at the bottom too long. I mean, I like as we said earlier, I like their cornerstones with Austin Rivers. Obviously, if they uh, if they have Eric Gordon healthy on that roster, they've got three anchors that they can move forward and start to build around. And I do think what Chris Broussard said last night on our air is very important. He is a player that can draw other free agents down the road mm-hmm. if he stays there and plays well. New Orleans is a city that other free agents, I think, would like to go to. And so if you've got a cornerstone like that, then you can start to build your franchise in a positive way. Well, I mentioned I, I loved the story of the drafting of the Iraqi veteran. The second favorite story for me last night was watching the Rivers family last night, and that was really fun. Yeah, it was great to see Doc as a dad. Um, he wasn't in, uh, in Boston with the Celtics as they made their selections. He was a dad last night. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have to obviously applaud his ability to make every effort possible to get to as many games uh, this past season. I mean, Austin told me on Wednesday, he said his dad was at his first 15 games. That may be the most he said that his dad has seen him play in the last four years because of his schedule. And so the lockout was really a benefit, a benefit to that Rivers family for allowing him to watch him as much as he did. And then it was just odd that it, once the lockout was over, he still was at all these Duke games just because, coincidentally, they did not fall on Celtic nights and obviously has the means to get to those games, whether they were on the road or more, uh, more often down in Durham. Uh, Andy, final question for me. Uh, which of the top 30 guys chosen last night, not named An- uh, Anthony Davis, so I guess it's the top 29, do you think has superstar potential? One guy that you would say, yep, there's a superstar in the making right there. I uh, could not be more impressed with the way Bradley Beal handles himself off the court. He was next to Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, the two youngest players in this draft. Mm-hmm. He started to become an elite player in college basketball the last six weeks of the season, helping them get to the, to the Elite Eight. And pairing him next to John Wall gives him an elite point guard that he can feed off of, make shots, and I think he'll help Washington become a playoff team next season. Andy Katz, always a pleasure talking basketball with you. Thanks for taking some time in the morning after a very busy night for you. Thanks, Andy. We'll talk to you down the road.
Thanks, guys. Andy Katz from ESPN at ESPN.com with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.